0: A Tale of a Trumpet, Part Two, by Thomas Hood. Read for LibriVox.org by Jason in Panama. The peddler was gone. With the horn's assistance, she heard his steps die away in the distance, and then she heard the tick of the clock, the purring of Puss, and the snoring of Shock. And she purposely dropped a pin that was little, and heard it fall as plain as a skittle. Twas a wonderful horn to be, but just nor meant to gather dust must and rust so in half a jiffy or less than that in her scarlet cloak and her steeple hat like old dame trot but without her cat the gossip was hunting all tringham Thorough, as if she meant to canvass the borough, trumpet in hand or up to the cavity and sure had the horn been one of those the wild rhinoceros wears on his nose it couldn't have ripped up more depravity depravity mercy shield her ears twas plain enough that her village peers in the ways of vice were no raw beginners for whenever she raised the tube to her drum such sounds were transmitted as only come from the very brass band of human sinners ribald jest and blasphemous curse bunyan never vented worse with all those weeds not flowers of speech which the seven dialecticians teach filthy conjunctions and dissolute nouns and particles picked from the kennels of towns with irregular verbs for irregular jobs chiefly active in rows and mobs picking possessive pronouns fobs and interjections as bad as a blight or an eastern blast to the blood and the sight fanciful phrases for crime and sin and smacking of vulgar lips where gin garlic tobacco and offels go in a jargon so truly adapted in fact to each thievish obscene and ferocious act so fit for the brute with the human shape savage baboon or libidinous ape from their ugly mouths it will certainly come should they ever get weary of shamming dumb alas for the voice of virtue and truth and the sweet little innocent prattle of youth the smallest urchin whose tongue could tang shocked the dame with a volley of slang fit for fagin's juvenile gang while the charity chap with his muffin cap his crimson coat and his badge so garish playing at dumps or pitch in the hole cursed his eyes limbs body and soul as if they didn't belong to the parish twas awful to hear as she went along the wicked words of the popular song or supposing she listened as gossips will at a door ajar or a window agape to catch the sounds they allowed to escape those sounds belonged to depravity still the dark illusion or bolder brag of the dexterous dodge and the lots of swag the plundered house or the stolen nag the blazing rick or the darker crime that quenched the spark before its time the wanton speech of the wife immoral the noise of drunken or deadly quarrel with savage menace which threatened the life till the heart seemed merely a strop for the knife the human liver no better than that which is sliced and thrown to an old woman's cat and the head so useful for shaking and nodding to be punched into holes like a shocking bad hat that is only fit to be punched into wadding in short wherever she'd turned the horn to the highly-bred or the lowly-born the working-man who'd looked over the hedge or the mother nursing her infant pledge the sober quaker averse to quarrels or the governess pacing the village through with her twelve young ladies two and two looking as such young ladies do trussed by decorum and stuffed with morals whether she listened to hob or bob knob or snob the squire on his cob or trudge and his ass at a tinkering job to the saint who expounded at little zion or the sinner who kept the golden lion the man teetotally weaned from liquor the beadle the clerk or the reverend vicar nay the very pie in its cage of wicker she gathered such meanings double or single that like the bell with muffins to sell her ear was kept in a constant tingle but this was not to the tales of shame the constant runnings of evil fame foul and dirty and black as ink that her ancient cronies with nod and wink poured in her horn like slops in a sink while sitting in conclave as gossips do with their hyzen or hauqua black or green and not a little of feline spleen lapped up in catty packages too to give a zest of the sipping and supping, for still by some invisible tether, scandal and tea are linked together, as surely as scarification and cupping. Yet never since scandal drank Bohea, or Slow, or whatever it happened to be, for some grocerly thieves turned over new leaves without much amending their lives or their tea. No, never since cup was filled or stirred were such wild and horrible anecdotes heard. As blackened their neighbours of either gender, especially that which is called the tender, but instead of the softness we fancy therewith, was hardened in vice as the vice of a smith. Women, the wretches, had soiled and marred whatever to womanly nature belongs. For the marriage tie they had no regard, nay, sped their mates to the sexton's yard, like Madame Lafarge, who with poisonous pinches kept cutting off her l by inches and as for drinking they drank so hard that they drank their flat-irons pokers and tongs the men they fought and gambled at fairs and poached and didn't respect grey hairs stole linen money plate poultry and courses and broke in houses as well as horses unfolded folds to kill their own mutton and would their own mothers and wives for a button but not to repeat the deeds they did backsliding in spite of all moral skid if all were true that fell from the tongue there was not a villager old or young but deserved to be whipped imprisoned or hung or sent on those travels which nobody hurries to publish at colburn's or longman's or murray's meanwhile the trumpet con amore transmitted each vile diabolical story and gave the least whisper of slips and falls as that gallery does in the dome of st paul's which as all the world knows by practice or print is famous for making the most of a hint not a murmur of shame or buzz of blame not a flying report that flew at a name not a plausible gloss or significant note not a word in the scandalous circles afloat of a beam in the eye or diminutive mote but vortex like that tube of tin sucked the sensorious particle in and truth to tell for as willing an organ as ever listened to serpents hiss nor took the viperous sounds amiss on the snaky head of an ancient gorgon the dame it is true would mutter shocking and give her head a sorrowful rocking and make a clucking with palate and tongue like the call of partlet to gather her young a sound when human that always proclaims at least a thousand pities and shames but still the darker the tale of sin like certain folks when calamities burst who find a comfort in hearing the worst the farther she poked the trumpet in nay worse whatever she heard she spread east and west and north and south like the ball which according to captain z went in at his ear and came out at his mouth what wonder between the horn and the dame such mischief was made wherever they came that the parish of tringham was all in a flame for although it required such loud discharges such peals of thunder as rumbled at lear to turn the smallest of table-beer a little whisper breathed into the ear will sour a temper as sour as varges in fact such very ill blood there grew from this private circulation of stories that the nearest neighbors the village through, looked at each other as yellow and blue as any electioneering crew wearing the color of whigs and tories ah well the poet said in sooth that whispering tongues can poison truth yea like a dose of oxalic acid wretch and convulse poor peace the placid and rack dear love with internal fuel like arsenic pastry or what is as cruel sugar of lead that sweetens gruel at least such torments began to ring him from the very morn when that mischievous horn caught the whisper of tongues in tringham the social clubs dissolved in huffs and the sons of harmony came to cuffs while feuds arose and family quarrels that discomposed the mechanics of morals for screws were loose between brother and brother while sisters fastened their nails on each other such wrangles and jangles and miff and tiff and spar and jar and breezes as stiff as ever upset a friendship or skiff the plighted lovers who used to walk refused to meet and declined to talk and wished for two moons to reflect the sun that they mightn't look together on one while wedded affection ran so low that the oldest john anderson snubbed his joe and instead of the toddle adown the hill hand in hand as the song has planned scratched her penniless out of his will in short to describe what came to pass in a true though somewhat theatrical way instead of love in a village alas the piece they performed was the devil to pay however as secrets are brought to light and mischievous comes home like chickens at night and rivers are tracked throughout their course and forgeries traced to their proper source and the sow that ought by the ears is caught and the sin to the sinful door is brought and the cat at last escapes from the bag and the saddle is placed on the proper nag and the fog blows off and the key is found and the faulty scent is picked out by the hound and the fact turns up like a worm from the ground and the matter gets wind to waft it about and a hint goes abroad and the murder is out and the riddle is guessed and the puzzle is known so the truth was sniffed and the trumpet was blown tis a day in november a day of fog but the tringham people are all agog fathers mothers and mothers sons with sticks and staves and swords and guns as if in pursuit of a rabid dog but their voices raised to the highest pitch declare that the game is a witch a witch over the green and along by the george past the stocks and the church and the forge and round the pound and skirting the pond till they come to the whitewashed cottage beyond and there at the door they muster and cluster, and thump, and kick, and bellow, and bluster, enough to put old Nick in a fluster. A noise indeed so loud and long, and mixed with expressions so very strong, that supposing, according to popular fame, wise woman and witch to be the same, no hag with a broom would unwisely stop, but up and away through the chimney top. Whereas the moment they burst the door, planted fast on her sanded floor with her trumpet up to her organ of hearing lo and behold dame Eleanor spearing oh then arises the fearful shout bawled and screamed and bandied about seize her drag the old jezebel out while the beadle the foremost of all the band snatches the horn from her trembling hand and after a pause of doubt and fear puts it up to his sharpest ear now silence silence one and all for the clerk is quoting from holy paul but before he rehearses a couple of verses the beetle lets the trumpet fall for instead of the words so pious and humble he hears a supernatural grumble enough enough and more than enough twenty impatient hands and rough by arm and leg and neck and scruff apron kerchief gown of stuff cap and pinner sleeve and cuff are clutching the witch wherever they can with the spite of woman and fury of man and then but first they kill her cat and murder her dog on the very mat and crush the infernal trumpet flat and then they hurry her through the door she never never will enter more away away down the dusty lane they pull her and haul her with might and main and happy the hawbuck tom or harry dandy or sandy jerry or larry who happens to get a leg to carry and happy the foot that can give her a kick and happy the hand that can find a brick and happy the fingers that hold a stick knife to cut or pin to prick and happy the boy who can lend her a lick nay happy the urchin charity bred who can shy very nigh to her wicked old head alas to think how people's creeds are contradicted by people's deeds but though the wishes that witches utter can play the most diabolical rings send styes in the eye and measle the pigs grease horses heels and spoil the butter smut and mildew the corn on the stalk and turn new milk to water and chalk blight apples and give the chickens the pip and cramp the stomach and cripple the hip and waste the body and addle the eggs and give a baby bandy legs though in common belief a witch's curse involves all these horrible things and worse as ignorant bumpkins all profess no bumpkin makes a poke the less at the back or ribs of old Eleanor s as if she were only a sack of barley or gives her credit for greater might than the powers of darkness confer at night on that other old woman the parish charlie ay now's the time for a witch to call on her imps and sucklings one and all news pie-wacket or peck in the crown as matthew hopkins has handed them down dick and willet and sugar and sack greedy grizzle jarmara the black vinegar tom and the rest of the pack ay now's the nick for her old friend harry to come with his tail like the bold glengarry and drive her foes from their savage job as a mad black bullock would scatter a mob but no such matter is down in the bond and spite of her cries that never cease but scare the ducks and astonish the geese the dame is dragged to the fatal pond and now they come to the water's brim and in they bundle her sink or swim though it's twenty to one that the wretch must drown with twenty sticks to hold her down including the help to the self-same end which a travelling peddler stops to lend. A peddler, yes, the same, the same, who sold the horn to the drowning dame, and now is foremost amid the stir with a token only revealed to her, a token that makes her shudder and shriek, and point with her finger and strive to speak, but before she can utter the name of the devil, her head is under the water level. MORAL There are folks about town to name no names, who much resemble that deafest of dames, and over their tea and muffins and crumpets circulate many a scandalous word and whisper tales they could only have heard through some such diabolical trumpets. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.